0: Thank you. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Rise of Dragons podcast. My name is Robert Blanchard, but my friends call me Bobby. And to start things off, I have to uh, issue a bit of an apology to all of you. It has been two months since I last recorded an episode of the podcast. By the way, this is episode nine of the Rise of Dragons podcast. Uh, I had said that I was going to take some time and reevaluate uh, what was going on with the podcast and I saw that there was interest for other things and, you know, not certain other things. And then, um, you know, things got busy. I I just didn't have the time. So, you know, I apologize for it being so long since I recorded a podcast. But I'm here now, and I am here to talk about the creation of the brownies and the pixies in the Roar of a Dragon series. Fun fact, the uh, brownies and pixies were actually written into... The roar of a dragon, the first book, but as I have said before about having to reduce the number of words in the book from one hundred fifty thousand to eighty thousand, uh, they had to be cut due to uh, you know due to the book being bloated. But they did find their way into the treachery of a weasel, and there was no way that I was going to leave them out because the creation of them was a a um. A fun story and one that I had a great deal of fun, um, talking about and creating and, and I'm going to get into that story today. And the story goes that my girlfriend and I were bringing my oldest son either back to his mother or on our way to pick him up. I'm I'm not sure which, but, um, my girlfriend Kate had been a bit of a proofreader for the book and, um, gave me honest opinions, which I valued, and on the way there, I uh, mentioned to her that I wanted to bring brownies into the book. Um, I am a huge fan of the movie Willow, and that was always on my list, um, bringing the brownies in and creating them, and obviously I put my own spin on them, but uh, that was always um, an area of importance for me. And when I brought it up to her, she said that, well, if you do that, you have to bring in Pixies because she wanted Pixies in the book. So during that entire car ride, uh, we created a scenario in which the brownies and Pixies came to be. And the entire time we were laughing our asses off. And even when we arrived at my, uh, my oldest son's home at the time, uh, we were still talking about it while we were waiting for him and We were just sitting on the sidewalk, just laughing and laughing and laughing. So, uh, you know, I've been looking forward to telling this story. And, you know, here we are today. um, Getting ready to tell that story. By the way, I have not given out a spoiler rating for this episode. I always forget to do that. Uh, This one will probably be a three or four out of five. um, Because I'm going to basically be telling you what goes on in the book and maybe even reading parts of it. I did make a bit of an amendment to the original story. Um, In the original version that Kate and I created, uh, Aiden and the Companions just basically stumble on them and stumble on the brownies and pixies in the middle of a field. And in The Treachery of a Weasel, the brownies and pixies are friends of Aurora, the, uh, the child necromancer that, uh, that joins the group basically at the beginning of the treachery of a weasel. And it is insinuated by Narasara, the, uh, the head of the mages, uh, and Lorehaven that Aurora can lead Aiden and the companions to more help. And I think it's fair to say that this was not the kind of help that Aiden was expecting. Aurora herself was not the kind of help that, Aiden was expecting but that's what he got in chapter eight of the treachery of a weasel um aiden and the companions are journeying it's heading toward nighttime they're getting ready to set up camp for the night they're getting ready to find a spot and then aurora starts leading aiden off into a field and aiden is somewhat confused by this although he has narasara's words in his mind that you know aurora's going to lead them to more help And they begin to see these lights that look like fireflies. And Aiden is confused. You know, the companions are confused. But the fireflies are only on the right side of the field, which only adds to the confusion. Then they start to hear tiny, high-pitched voices. And now they're really... um, Aiden and the companions are just looking at each other, like, what is going on here? So Aiden and the companions... Uh, approach the uh firefly lights and tiny voices, and they start to try and hide they're running you know they're they're like hurry let 's hide they're you know they're giants or whatever and um the pixies are like you know they've already seen us, so why are you bothering to hide it's stupid and after a bit of an argument uh one of the brownies yells at the companions that they 're trespassing. Derek remarks that he sees no trespassing, he doesn't, he doesn't see a no trespassing or a beware of dog sign, and Kira replies that if they had a dog, um, the dog would probably spend all of its time batting them around like mice, and probably would eventually eat them, which the brownies do not find humorous. So Aiden finally asks what's going on here, and a voice from the grass replies that they're at war, and Aiden's like, who is at war? And the voice replies, us noble brownies and those despicable wasps. The pixies explain that they are not, in fact, wasps. They are pixies. And um, Aiden asks what they're at war about. And the brownies say that the pixies stole their food. And Kira jokes, what, a bunch of nuts? And the brownies are like, yeah! (laughs) One of the pixies disputes the fact that they stole the brownies' food and saying that they get their food from the trees... And Kira says, like, bugs? And the pixies are indignant that they are not bugs, they are pixies. So Aiden has to basically calm Kira down, because Kira is not helping the situation whatsoever. And Aiden asks one of the pixies if they took their food, and the pixie says they did not. And then Aiden asks, how long has the war been going on? The pixie glances up at the moon and says, 27 minutes. And Derek had been taking a drink of water from his water skin at that point, but when he heard that answer, he spit it out all over the place. After Derek recovers, he says that he could end the war very easily by just taking a few steps forward. Suddenly, a streak of lightning blows right past Aiden and into Derek, sending him flying back into a tree. Derek jumps up ready for a fight. He has no idea what hit him, but he thinks they're under attack, and he's he's like, did anyone see what hit me? And Mirabelle's like, yeah a pixie hit you. So the brownies are still hiding and Aiden decides he's had enough. Now he's getting annoyed. So he tells the brownies to show themselves so that he may see who he is speaking to. And the brownies are, uh, one of the pixies yells at the brownies that they're cowards and the brownies, they call us what you like, but we're still alive. And the pixies like, I'm um, so are We, so the brownies finally show themselves and Aiden describes them in the book Many of them dressed like I did as a teenage farm boy. Only slightly smaller than the pixies, their major facial features centered around pointed ears and pointed noses. Many but not all of them had beards of varying lengths. All of them were carrying long-range weapons, miniature crossbows, long bows, and their only hand-to-hand weapon was a very long spear, which appeared to be made of the same or sorry, which appeared to be made of a very long splinter with a sharp pebble somehow attached to the end. So Aiden gives them a brief synopsis of their mission, and the Brownies say, you need to take us with you, and Aiden feels the blood drain from his face. He says, I was suddenly alarmed at the thought of dozens, hundreds, thousands of Brownies following us across the landscape, and Aiden can tell that Kira is alarmed as well. Derek remarks that he wouldn't be surprised if this war started because the Brownies couldn't handle the Pixies' scathing insults anymore not to mention the fact that they can't exactly grab the pixies around their necks and strangle them or anything, which makes Aiden smile inwardly. He asks a black-haired pixie what her name is, and she replies, Cairdwen. And by the way, Cairdwen in Gothic are Welsh uh, means a fair woman, and I'm pretty sure that was Kate's contribution. She wanted the pixie to be named Cairdwen. And Aiden, of course, has kind of realized that you know, the brownies and the pixies were the help that narasara was referring to, but Iskandor simply reminds him of that. He says we need to consider the possibility that this was the help that narasara was referring to. And suddenly Kira is not laughing anymore. She's shaking her head and saying, "No, no, 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 no." She says, "That can't be. How are these bugs going to be of any help to us?" And everyone, all the pixies and brownies start screaming, "We're not bugs!" And Kira's had enough, so she yells back, "Shot UP! And suddenly, as described in the book, a single tiny arrow about the size of a toothpick hurled out of the crowd of brownies. I also watched that it lodged itself in Kira's thigh. Kira yells, ow, at being shot with a tiny arrow, but suddenly it starts burning because the brownies are masters of poison, and that's how they've come to survive this long. Kira snaps and snatches up the first brownie that she sees, and Aiden sees all of the brownies with their arrows and crossbows aimed at Kira and remarks to himself that Kira's about to become a giant pincushion, literally. So Aiden jumps in front and begs the brownies to stop and not shoot Kira, because if they do, he doesn't know what's going to happen one way or the other. So Aiden is finally able to calm the brownies down, and he remarks to Iskandor that he's read many books, but he's never read about the existence of brownies of brownies or pixies. And Iskandor replies that they're so small that probably no one ever even realized that they existed. Cured says, quote, the rest of the world finds us insignificant. We don't matter to the giants of this world. So Aiden, who has taken on a bit of a charming tack to, uh, get the pixies on his side because he's he's noticed that this pixie is kind of flirting with him a little bit so in order to get their assistance he kind of resorts to you know a little bit of you know charmingness or whatever but he says i know that's not a word but just bear with me um he says perhaps someday or perhaps someone will write a book someday and kirwin smiles and shrugs and says perhaps i'll write one myself and one of the brownies snorts and says you write a book that would be worth reading and carried replies that at least i'm capable of writing something and then the brownies lapse into silence so aiden is able to recruit carried quite easily and then the brownies are you know indignant and shouting and they're arguing and uh aiden turns to the others and says we've got a problem here and kira says what problem we walk on through kicking and swatting as we see fit that doesn't seem so hard does it so, the Pixies have had enough, and they're, they've are they had enough of the insults of from Kira, and now they're, you know, other than Kierdwin, the other Pixies are getting ready to fight Aiden and his companions, and one of the Pixies says something about a fireball, and Aiden says, I think I've got a fireball big enough, and the Pixies are skeptical, and uh, Aiden turns back to look at Iskandor, who's in human form, and he kind of nods to him, and... Iskandor nods back and takes some steps back, and then all of a sudden he morphs into a dragon, which sends everyone into an uproar. And in the midst of the confusion, Aiden uses his telekinesis powers to stop two brownies in his tracks, and then he has Derek grab them, because he's still still kind of trying to learn how to use his powers, and he doesn't trust that he can hold the brownies there long enough, so he asks Derek to grab the brownies. And Kierdwin is the only one of the brownies and pixies who doesn't run, because you know Aiden remarks that he may be he's been mistaken for a demon, and Kiirdwin says that you are no more of a demon than I am a big hairy minotaur so Kiirdwin's kind of seen through them all already, and she knows that Aiden's not gonna hurt them so Aiden finally convinces the brownies that he's not gonna hurt them, and he says that they need their help and then he turns to Kidwin he's like right, Kiirdwin from the book. Curedwyn, on the other hand, was in complete and utter shock at being called upon for approval. I knew she would be, and I flashed her a wink. I was counting on our charming exchange earlier to pay off, and I prayed that I wasn't wrong. Curedwyn caught my wink, pressed her lips tightly together, rolling her eyes slightly. Clearly, this wasn't going to be easy for her. Oh, yes, she began. Calling upon your, um, intelligence, she almost choked on the word. We should help these nice strangers out. She spoke each syllable separately, much like you would if you were speaking to someone who doesn't hear very well, or like someone who obviously doesn't believe a word that they're saying. The Brownies, however, see through this. They're smart enough to do so, and they remark that cared one's full of rat crap, quote unquote, but they have a great deal of respect for Aurora, and if Aurora is with Aiden and the companions, then they will be too. Aiden asks what their names are, and one of them replies, I'm Tandem, and this here is Mishap. And Kira is absolutely blown away from the book. She says, let me get this straight. The brownies, she clearly wanted to call them something derogatory, that we are now bringing to fight an ancient evil are named Tandem and Mishap. And we think this is a good idea. Aiden ignores Kira and says, Tandem and Mishap, thank you for agreeing to help us. And Mirabel asks Kira when, if we need two pixies to get approval from. And Kierdwin shrugs and says, Everyone knows it takes two brownies to equal the work that one pixie can do. And Mishap, who doesn't speak very well, says, That filthy lie. You know nothing but fly around and make dumb insults. He then crossed his arms and looked away from the pixie. You know nothing. So finally, everything is agreed upon, and they're getting ready to leave. And Aiden hears Kira say, in slight despair, Before our quest can even begin, it nearly comes to ruin because of bugs. And that is the story of the arrival of the brownies and pixies in the Roar of a Dragon series. As I said before, Kate and I had a great deal of fun putting that together, and it really didn't take very long, but most of what's in the book is almost verbatim of what we created. Obviously, I changed some things here and there and added some other things, but you know, it's basically word for word what we said. And uh, I, I'm very proud of that. You know, I really... there was, Like I said earlier, there was no way I wasn't going to have the brownies and the pixies in the book in some way. In the way that Kate and I created. And I did. It ended up having to be the second book. But uh, they're, you know, they're small in stature, but they're a big part of the series. And the brownies become uh, merry pranksters. And one point later on in the book, even prank Iskandor the dragon, which almost leads to their demise, but obviously doesn't because Aiden steps in the way. And that is the story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to do my best to put out more episodes. I really, um, my plan these past few weeks have been to go through the books and, you know, pick out stories. Cause the one thing I have found in evaluating in evaluating, uh, what people seem to enjoy about the podcast and what they don't is they're less into the character profiles and more into the actual story. So, um, I have to go through the books and kind of pick out some stories and, you know, see where that goes. And that's, I mean, there still will be character profiles here and there, but probably not as often. So once I get that figured out and get myself back on a schedule, you know, in addition to my actual work and YouTube and Right now my youngest is in soccer and you know it's been pretty hectic, but you know, I'm gonna find a way to make it work because I really enjoy doing the podcast and I appreciate that you guys listen and either maybe learn some things about it or you know, whatever, just enjoy listening. So if you'd like to uh read more about the books or see anything about them, you can go to RobertBlanchardbooks.com. You can read the first three chapters of each book there for free. You can go to my link tree at Bobby's World 2110. Each of the books has their own Facebook page, and I have an author page on Facebook. And you can also check out the YouTube page for my... Or, sorry, my Facebook page from my YouTube channel, easy for me to say. And you can check out the YouTube channel itself at Bobby's World 2110, where I do all kinds of fun stuff, and we just had a Hunger Games that resulted in me having a bit of a meltdown. So you may or may not want to check that out. And I'm doing... Uh, a Dark Souls 3 No Estus run. And I'm finishing up, actually the last episode should already be up, of the NBA 2K23 Jordan Challenges, the last dance. So if you find that interesting, go ahead and check that out. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Bobby's World 2110. And that is going to do it. So until then, be well, stay safe. Um, I love all you guys and I appreciate the support. And I hope everyone has a great week, a great month, a great life. And I will catch you guys next time. Take care, guys.